0: So welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports network, and we go live every weekday morning at eight central time. We got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area at RentersWarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness. I'll be there later today. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Calvin and Subtle for your new hardwood floors and finishings. Check them out at calvinsubtle.com. Wilson County Hyundai for your brand-new ride. That's a nice deal there, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at boneandjointtn.org. Austin Hall on Facebook says – the stimmy money came in for the Titans, LOL. I mean, it's a lot bigger stimulus check than anybody else is getting is what the Titans' latest salary cap update. Now, I find this very interesting because I don't know how in the hell this happened because after the Titans initially cut Kenny Vaccaro, Malcolm Butler, and Adam Humphreys, and they had some rollover money from last year, it looked like, according to like overthecap.com, and Zach's buddy Spo and everybody else that does salary cap uh, estimations, it looked like the Titans had around $17 million of cap space. Nice. And now, all of a sudden, I the most reliable source <clears throat> when it comes to this, the NFL Players Association, they put out their salary cap report showing the Titans, Zach, after the Bud Dupree signing, after Denico Autry, after Kendall Lamb, but not counting guys like Jack Rabbit and Kevin Johnson and some others, twenty-eight point three million dollars in space. Twenty-eight point three, Zach. So does
1: this solidify that Spo don't know once again? I mean, this is it's basically a slash campaign over the last several weeks on how bad Spo is at predicting market price. Now, anybody can take a contract and get information and copy and paste numbers but the prediction agency of what all this entails is hilarious <clears throat> spo don't know and this is once again now it's good for the Titan or it's good for all of us right yeah. to, to, okay. to kind of to, to make an educated guess that's what we were trying to do sure but I, I do think we need to kind of put Spo to the side, that,
0: it's not just Spo track, it's everybody else that estimates salary cap, well, including
1: Spo was involved. Okay,
0: Zach, get over it, please. Uh, I, no, I agree. Hey, hey, daddy's I, not I, getting over anything. No, once no, you, I agree you, with you, it's, it's, dead,
1: it's dead horse time. No, no, for, no, yeah, you know why? Because you've been on the dead
0: horse, you, that was your horse that's dead. That's the reason why it's a no, dead horse. It's, it's that's people, the reason why okay. it's, it's everybody who estimates salary cap space for the NFL had the Titans at around $17 million in cap space, and now the NFL Players Association comes out and says they have 28.3. Like, I I don't understand how it happens, but it's a fantastic thing for the Tennessee Titans. All
1: right, so I'll I'll ask you this. Let's revisit a question that we said last week, and, and I don't know whether this will change your mind. It is new information. Do you think that this now... Look, we said winners and losers at that point in time for the Titans in free agency. I said winners. You said losers for your particular reasons. Yeah. Because now they have more salary cap space, which you were very worried about and concerned prior to this kind of off-season frenzy. Does this change your mindset about them being winners or losers? Are you coming back over to the winner side because of kind of the situation that we
0: now know that they're in? I mean, they... They still have signed the people they've signed and allowed the people that have walked to walk. So, like, their football roster is still the same. Now, they have a better opportunity to flip and become winners, in my opinion, with free agency. They haven't done it yet. Like, Kevin Johnson, whatever. I I don't believe Kevin Johnson is going to be a reliable player uh, for the Titans in the secondary. I like the Josh Reynolds ad. That's a big – that's changed since we've last talked about this. They added a couple – you know, special teams guys like Morgan Cox, uh, for a long snapper from Baltimore. And then, uh, the other special teams player that I can't pronounce his name Olay, uh, from Pittsburgh, you know, what is that? We don't know. That's like replacing Darren Bates and Will Compton and whoever the Titans rotating long snapper was from last year. But now with, with $28.3 million and against the 28.3 or not yet Jenkins contract, Kevin Johnson's, Josh Reynolds, and a couple other special teams players. So it's not 28.3 right now. It's probably closer to 23-ish, like take $5 million for all those five guys off and see what it works with. And they have to have around $8 million for their rookie cap pool. But again, this is great. They've added, they've been, it feels like they've added like at least $10 million to what most people thought they did have in cap space. And this is a huge development uh, for the Tennessee Titans. You would think the Titans know this, but it's a huge development for us to cover the team. And for you guys, the fan uh, that are talking about this and what they have.
1: Yeah. Huge development also for Spo. but this also goes to what we're going to ask. And that is what's the number one priority. The Titans now have with $28.3 million in cap space. Since this is shocking to let's just call it the public, Right. Yeah. So, like uh, the the look, this frees up as free agency rolls on. There are still adequate football players out there without jobs. Right and I've got another idea, you know, with salary cap compared to what they did last year and all of the different things of the changing NFL. The question we are asking is what should priority number one be with the Titans 28.3 million dollars in cap space now? Comment in the comment section. What do you think they they should go do? I mean, this is kind of an open-ended question. We usually have targeted questions, but I like this because it kind of, it's to the imagination of all of the viewers. Comment in the comment Mm -hmm. section, let's hear what you have.
0: Yeah, First, real quick, let me tell you guys about Renter's Warehouse. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. If you head to renterswarehouse.com, you can find out everything what they can do for you and also find out how much your home can rent for. Because selling your house when you move might be for you, but it might not be. It's a one-time transaction and that's over. But if you rent your house out and let Renter's Warehouse do all the work for you, you can turn that into a cash flow machine at renterswarehouse.com. Again, all across the midstate, if you are a renter currently, they have a fantastic inventory uh, for you to rent from. If maybe you have kids who are looking to get out on their own and looking for apartments, renterswarehouse.com is a great place and a great resource to use right there at renterswarehouse.com. A to Z Sports,
1: don't forget we are powered by BetMGM. Hey, A to Z Sports is the promo code right there in the middle of the screen. Promo code A-T-O-Z Sports. Oh, uh, the the NCAA March Madness tournament didn't play last night. The women's did. There was also some basketball. I I want I want some money on Pepperdine. Did you
0: Did you dive into old Pep? Uh no, I did not. I was an idiot and did not listen to Brian Edwards and Alan Bell because the A to Z Sports Pick Show went four and one last night. I so know. If I were to listen to them, I, I should have taken the Knicks. But I've been burned by the Knicks I before. I did, I did. I
1: took the Knicks too.
0: I, I should Pepperdine I did in the Knicks now. Pepperdine was down nine at half,
1: and I was kind of shaking in my boots. But they came back strong second half performance. Get in on this. Experience this by downloading the BetMGM app. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. You'll get great promotions, basically free money. They're giving that bad boy away to get you started. That's BetMGM.
0: All right, just an explosion of comments <laughs> since we asked this question. Uh, what should be the number one priority with the Titans $28.3 million in cap space? Again, this update is coming from probably the second most legitimate source other than Roger Goodell's mouth. Uh, the NFL Players Association website is where this is coming from. $28.3 million in cap space with their salary cap report. Jacoby says wide receiver two. Tall Texan says cornerback and edge. Still nothing has changed. Donald says corner. David says push for Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian says tackle and corner. Charles with corner. Bronson says elite corner. Uh, Manuel says, I'm sure after the draft, they'll be signing some of those lingering veterans. I think that's a really smart comment from Manuel because of all the bloodbath of veteran cuts that have happened this month where. It'll be very interesting to see how teams can draft cheap, find out what how they liked their draft, and then go fill the rest of their roster uh, after the draft with veterans there. B-Rett says, go get a corner so they can draft the pass rusher. Sean says, wide receiver two and a lockdown cornerback. He says, Antonio Brown, Stephon Gilmore, his options for those. Uh, Ian says, still need a veteran backup. QB, Zach's on board with that, I'm sure. Austin Hall says, wide receiver, clowny, cornerback. Uh, Puka says, no reason not to tag Johnny or try to re- rework Butler. And and I agree with that. And we'll talk about replacing Johnny Smith here in a little bit. But when I saw this, I was like, why did not? Why did they decide to allow Johnny Smith and Corey Davis to walk like that? Now, I understand not wanting to pay them the $12.5 million, but I, I, I've been consistent with this, and I still am. If they got a lot of money. They got $12.5 million a year. Each of them did from their new teams in the AFC East. But you could have tagged Jonu Smith for $10.1 million or transition tagged him for eight and a half, And I would have felt that much more comfortable about the continuity of the offense. And now knowing that they have this extra cap space, yeah, I am a little disappointed that Jonu Smith Got paid and is elsewhere because he is hard to replace, and we'll talk about that deeper on. But uh, what, what did Buck session. say
1: about Janu and and, and his knees? And, and, and- nobody
0: else. Look, I obviously I love what Buck does. He is one of our employees, and he does a great job reporting. We are obviously biased in that, but you know nobody else is saying that. And Buck's talked about this since he signed that fifty million dollar deal with the Patriots. That was Buck was questioning. Did Buck get used? to try to drive the price down of Who just scare other teams away. We don't know that. But still, tagging Jonu Smith is, is something that I think should have been done by the Titans now that we know they still have 28.3 after the most recent contracts, probably closer to $23 million in cap space this year. So
1: this tells me that they had other plans, and they obviously did with all of their moves. Jonu, the franchise tag is the first thing to go in free agency. You have to make a decision. They didn't. They decided not to to pass on that. They signed at other teams. That tells me that the Titans did not think Jonu or Corey Davis was worth the market value, and including the franchise tag. So, to answer this question, we've had a lot of good comments. Uh, they have got to continue to get better on defense. My answer is not target a tight end at free agency. My answer is not to go get a wide receiver in free agency. I think you can use some draft capital to 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 replace those positions of need. You need defense, and and this is what I think they will do is because. I'll go back to the Shane Bowen thing. They told us this offseason that it was a player's problem, not a coaching problem. Go get new players. And so go getting new players on defense. Don't get burned like they did last year with the Vic Beasley and the Genevieve on Clowney. Now, Vic Beasley is what it is. We understand that. Genevieve Clowney got hurt. It is what it is. But those two guys left their defense bone dry when they needed them the most late in the season and in the playoffs, they couldn't get a pass rush. A formal pass rush was just obsolete. So go get depth. Go get pass rushing depth. Defensive line depth. We liked what they've done so far, at least I have, with Bud Dupree and Autry and some of the other pieces. You need to go go add on that. I don't disagree with corner. Austin, I'll ask you this. Do you think they should, not will, should re-sign to devian Clowney?
0: I mean, it, I, I have to answer it this way because there's always a price to make you say yes to anything. Like, there's a price. I could name something, name an act for Zach to do, and I will just start, as embarrassing as it might be, I might just add money, and there's going to be a price where Zach will say yes to almost everything. And so, yeah, there's a price to say yes, you re-signed Judavian Clowney. Is that price realistic? Probably not. Um, so is it five million dollars for a one-year deal and you it, incentivize him to if he gets you know 10 sacks this year, which he's never done in his career, he doubles his salary. I mean, yeah, there are options, there are ways that I would say, yeah, sure, that would make sense, but is it realistic? I don't know. And so I think here's how I kind of put this question and and kind of break it down is it's obviously edge rusher or corner, which is the most thin position right now? Because both are very thin at edge rusher. You've got Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, uh, Derek Roberson. Let me know if I'm leaving anybody else out. Like I, I, I'm not exactly. There's going to be some, Rookies and free eight undrafted rookies and that kind of fill out the back Wyatt after the loss. Ray. Wyatt Ray, Tuzar Skipper. Uh, is Brooks Reed coming back? I mean, I don't know. Like, but again, like now let's look at corner uh, because corner you've got. Uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins. God, I, I hate that. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! We're not having that conversation yet. I hate it. That's next week. We're saving that for next week. The Jack Rabbit is next week's conversation. Yes. Put it on the board. Put it on the schedule. We're talking about Jack Rabbit Jenkins next week.
0: All right. So then you've got uh, after Norris Jenkins, you've got Christian Fulton, who we know very little about overall. Kevin Johnson, who we know a lot about, and it's not great. Then you've got guys like Breon Borders Control. Uh, You've got, uh, who was it, Kareem Orr, and a couple other like fringe practice squad roster guys after that. So which is most thin? Edge rusher is is more thin than cornerback right now. But also, then, then you have to break it down and say, which position is easier to play as a rookie? And that's where I'm thinking, probably edge rusher is easier to play as a rookie than corner. Yeah, it is. And so I think you got to go spend on corner. Take wherever this $28.3 million cap space came from, take that and go spend it on more veteran cornerbacks who know how to play in the NFL. Like Richard Sherman? I mean, we can get specifics if you want to, but Steven Nelson just got cut by the Steelers yesterday Stephen Nelson I would take him over Richard Sherman Richard Sherman was not fast to begin with and now he's Mm -hmm. aging he's off a torn Achilles and now how fast is he can he play in the Titan scheme or is he a specific cover two shallow guy at this point in his career um G-Man says he could outrun uh Richard Sherman I don't know about that but you know, there are, I really uh,
1: threw him out there just to get your answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and you answered it I, correctly.
0: Yeah. Now, Paul Karski says that man corner is the easiest. Go cover that guy. Is that a from a rookie standpoint or is that from a veteran standpoint? I, I get a rookie can say, I'm going to go guard this guy man to man. But NFL wide receivers are good at setting up rookies. And I get it. Offensive tackles are good at setting up rookie pass rushers. So, I still think it's easier overall to play pass rusher as a rookie because it does have a lot of effort to it. A, a rookie with a high effort motor guy can go in there and make a couple effort plays where a rookie corner effort might get you beat in, in at times. Well,
1: I, I believe that your notion is correct because we've kind of targeted in the first two rounds. I mean, I believe first round pick should be a pass rusher. I, I, I stand by that. I'm not gonna probably let off of that,
0: but there there is risk with all
1: the the. There's risk in driving a car. I, Zach, I get that. Okay,
0: all right, but there is Zach. There is risk in the top edge rushers that the Titans could take in 22. They you've have got, to have them. You've got undersized uh, concerns with Ojulari. You've got Rousseau just being as raw as you can get and did not play this past year, where he probably could have helped him with his rawness. And then you've got uh, his teammate. Um, who I'm blanking on his name now at Miami, who has had injury issues in the past and hasn't been as productive as Rousseau.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I understand all those. Look, Phillips, pass, pass rush and wide receiver. Those are the two key positions. And then corner, they've added Johnson. They obviously added Jackrabbit, your guy. How much m- more corner help are they going to get? Or are they going to target... What really killed him last year, though? The, what
0: killed him last year was the lack of the pass rush. It was both. It was both. What killed the Titans last year was Jonathan Joseph playing safe. But catch. they fixed that. No, no, no. But no, you bring up the point. I'm glad
1: you brought that up. Is they were able to band-aid by cutting the fat of of Jonathan Joseph and helping and improving their secondary slightly. It did not improve a great deal, but the liability came off of the field they could never improve their pass rush. They were stuck between a rock and a hard place. They they couldn't do anything. They were helpless the last five weeks of the season, plus the wild card game against Baltimore. They couldn't do anything. So learning, I think that's a learning lesson there for John Robinson is you need to go get depth guys that can actually play, that can be relied upon instead of just, I mean, they really just saddled up with Wyatt Ray and prayed to the good Lord above.
0: All right. Well, let's think about this. How many corners are typically on the field at one time in today's NFL? A a ton. Three, right? Typically, it's three. Most of the time, the nickel has become the base package. How many edge rushers are out there uh, the majority of the time on defense? Two. If
1: you can't play, you're worthless. And that's what they had last year on the pass rush. Right. They were useless. They, I, 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 might well, I, I might as well. I might as well have been out there doing just taking up body space. Yeah, just eating up gaps. I mean,
0: the, <laughs> laying down. Uh, I, yeah, but again, so I, I think what I would do with this $28.3 million that the NFLPA put out there for the Titans cap space uh, is I would go sign a veteran cornerback who that you know can have an impact because I'm not a believer in Kevin Johnson. I think this is a low risk medium reward type guy because Kevin Johnson was a first round draft pick out of wake forest for the Texans six years ago. And so he's at least got something there. Like there's some talent there. He hasn't been able to put it together, but Kevin Johnson is a low risk on a one-year contract. I think you Jenkins is 32 years old, older than Malcolm Butler. And then you've got Christian Fulton. Who has played less than 300 NFL snaps? You have to go get a corner who you think can be a starter. Whether it's slot, outside, whatever, you have to go get a corner who you think will be a starter and can be a starter in the NFL. Who's a veteran?
1: Okay, uh, I do want to do an activity that I kind of planned myself uh, as I watch as I saw this website. I want to go through these. The 10 best remaining free agents. Cole Thompson of Fansided wrote this one day ago. Okay. I'm going to go through these, and and you just kind of tell me your thoughts on them. Could, like could the Titans, does this help them? Is this something they should look at? Top 10 free agents. Now that we've learned that they have $28.3 million or a little bit less because it doesn't include some of the signings. I'm going to go through these, but first, I am going to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai where you should buy your next vehicle and it's easy quick trip down I-40 exit 236 WilsonCountyHyundai.com get the 2021 Palisade they have those bad boys in stock today Austin and I have both test driven those things they are awesome sleek leather interior bucket seats all the technology right there on the dash they've got different modes snow mode sport mode whatever you need all at a great price Painbone, I was texting with the other day. Hey, pay, Pain will hook you up. That is a guarantee. If you're looking for a new car, whether it's a Sonata like I drive right there in the bottom corner of the screen, that black Sonata, man, that looks slick. You can go there, get a great price. Painbone will help you out. WilsonCountyHyundai.com.
0: A to Z Sports. Don't forget, our title sponsor is BetMGM. They are the king of sports books. Download the app, use our code A T O Z Sports when you sign up. Zach, here's a uh, new new user offer today, and that is if you bet $1 money line bet on the Grizz game tonight and they play OKC, again, a $1 money line bet on the Grizz game tonight, you win $100 if any three pointer is made. One three pointer is all it takes. You put a $1 bet on the money line between the Grizz and OKC, and that uh, $100 of winnings if any three pointer is made that is today only so take advantage of that download the app use our code ATOZ SPORTS right there visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions you must be 21 years or older must be present in tennessee and for gambling problem support call the tennessee red line at 800-889-9789
1: all right on the fly the 10 best remaining nfl free agents on the market we're just going to go down in the eyes of this guy cole thompson on fan-sided I found a site I googled it that's how I got here so let's just Sounds go good. through the 10 best remaining free agents and I want to get your thoughts on them Austin all right Melvin Ingram defensive end 31 years old what do you think
0: uh, I know he's battled injuries recently like the entire Chargers defense for the last four years have been battling injuries it seems like uh, Melvin Ingram aging production dropping, I would prefer somebody else. Okay, you're passing on him. Defensive end, Jadavion Clowney, who the Titans know a little bit about. Talked through that a little bit earlier. Uh, there can be a price for Jadavion Clowney to return for the Titans, in my opinion.
1: Okay, but we'll is say that, if- is
0: that price rea- re- realistic? I don't know.
1: No, but, it's not.
0: It's not. <laughs> but it's there not could even close.
1: be. You're not even close. But I, I would say... I, would, million dollars.
0: Okay. I got you. I got you there. So I would say uh, Clowney over Ingram as of right now.
1: Offensive tackle, Mitchell Shorts.
0: No, just had back surgery.
1: He's old, too. All right. Wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton.
0: Um, Alongside, tells me you're thinking about it. Well, but how much is he going to cost? Like, T.Y. Hilton. Austin, you're
1: going to have to pay to play for these guys. These are the top ten remaining free agents. So, don't every single person I say say, well, what's the cost? You Zach, do have some money to about? spend.
0: There, there has to be. There has to be what does what do they cost? Am I interested in Ty Hilton? Probably not because he can't stay healthy. And he's okay. probably going to cost too much for not being able to stay healthy.
1: Okay, so you are putting him more in the Melvin Ingram bucket, not in the Young Clowney bucket.
0: Yeah, and Jeremy says a vet wide receiver who can mentor AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown's good. I, I think AJ Brown, like, does he need mentorship? I don't know. I think AJ Brown has no. his he, vision. He's aligned. got swag
1: city. That's what he's got, baby. But,
0: plus, like AJ Brown isn't a guy, a young guy who needs mentoring. Like that guy's as focused as it gets. <laughs> on no, no, class. him
1: and him and DK Metcalf coming into the league. They had it. The Zero it question
0: about their commitment level or work ethic. So, less mentorship.
1: Uh, AJ's trying to get another 1K chain. That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> That's his focus. Chains. He's looking trying to like, stack those chains. Looking
0: like Michael Phelps with Olympic medals. Go right, ahead. Right. So,
1: uh, a guy we mentioned earlier, you kind of already touched on him. Former Legion of Boom mate, Richard Sherman.
0: No, old, slow Achilles injury. No, thanks. He what does negotiate the, his own his own contract, so he might be cheap. Okay, what about the human forklift, Carlos Dunlap? Weren't there trade talks at some point about Carlos Dunlap? Didn't the, the Titans? uh yeah, but the the Seahawks swooped in right. and but, got but him from the I Bengals. I remember last us year. talking mid season when the Titans could not even sniff the quarterback's jersey. Uh, about, about us talking about Carlos Dunlap, I would probably say. I would probably say, yeah, because I think he could play in multiple spots up front because he is big, but he's not a true edge guy. Is so I think he's more like, he's more like Danico Autry than he is Bud Dupree.
1: Yeah. As they call him the human forklift, that kind of, uh, kind of tells you what you need. I, I like Carlos Dumlap. This is where you would really look on price of what he's really asking when it relates to the need of your football team,
0: but not for T.Y. Hilton.
1: Well, T.Y. Hilton, as far we as know. like, no, well, you, you had said price on every guy. Well, yeah, because that's a big deal. <laughs> a, but T.Y. But Hilton, the how old is Carlos Dunlap? Here, Here's, here's the, the, the factor. Carlos Dunlap is.
0: 29?
1: He's 32 years old. Oh,
0: wow. He's a lot older than I thought. So, yeah.
1: And how is T.Y., how old is T.Y. Hilton? 31. 31. You are correct. So you won that game. Uh. I'm kind of I, I, I'm I'm aligned with you on Carlos Dunlap. It makes sense because it's a team need. I just don't know how much he can help you for the price he's asking. G man um, on
0: base says he'd call Reggie Wayne before calling Ty. Reggie Wayne, uh, I <laughs> Reggie Wayne was at the same resort that I was when I was on my honeymoon two and a half years ago. And let me just say, Reggie is enjoying retired life with uh, his cigars and. Uh, partaking of fun drinks, but ready to go. That's time.
1: what you do at resorts. But yeah.
0: uh, all right,
1: uh, offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva. Villanueva. How old is he? Uh, let me Google it real quick. I'm going to copy and paste because there's how much no does he cost?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's 32 years old. I
0: mean, I don't think the Titans have a need there. From Meridian,
1: Mississippi. I did not know that.
0: And he also was a uh, military guy.
1: Yes, he absolutely was. I I, I pass on. I, yeah, I, I, I just don't the think
0: there's a need that fits that.
1: Uh center from the Kansas City Chiefs, Austin Writer.
0: Yeah, there's no point in that because, unless you're going to move on from Ben Jones. Like Ben Jones is going into his last year, deal year of his deal. I think you can save six million dollars on his contract if you cut Ben Jones. But there's no point that uh, to move on or to make that swap.
1: I don't know about this because of the the signing last week linebacker Eric Wilson who was primarily used in a backup role for the Vikings.
0: How many I thought this was the top 10. How many guys have we gone through? Uh
1: well we have one more after Eric Wilson. I think that Eric Wilson's 9.
0: Oh okay. Eric let's Go through Eric Wilson again.
1: Uh primarily used as a backup middle linebacker for Minnesota. Finished the year though because of injury, he stepped up and had 122 tackles. I know how much you you weigh. I, I,
0: I don't value tackle numbers. I three value... sacks
1: and three interceptions. Okay. And two that's fumble something. recoveries.
0: That's see, those are stats we're talking about. Having 122 tackles doesn't matter to me if those tackles were made behind the first down line marker on uh, the majority of the time, right? Like tackles just accumulate, but so look, I mean, uh, the Titans brought back Jay on Brown. They have Rashawn Evans for another year. They've got David long for two more years. I think the Titans are okay with that that trio of inside backers.
1: Last but not least, Antonio Brown.
0: No. I think Antonio Brown would need to live in Ryan Tannehill's house to be able to work out, just like he was living in Brady's house to work out. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill wants any part of that.
1: Here, the requirement Ryan is Tannehill, Antonio I... Brown must live in Spring Hill and drive every day to St. George's. St. Spring Thomas. Hill, man. Or Franklin, Kentucky. Go north because St. Thomas Sports Park is in North Nashville. Yeah, let's you would probably it.
0: want him to go more north than south.
1: Yeah, so let's let's make him live in Kentucky. Yeah, I feel like he
0: could get in a lot of trouble just from Spring Hill to St. Thomas Yeah,
1: Sports. yeah, right, because you pass through the city. Fair. You
0: pass so through a lot of places to get in trouble.
1: We go you you stay north, bowling green area, and you have him You're get saying, a Phillip no. Rivers Mercedes van to travel every day. I
0: I think the uh, the pregame tunnel handshake between AJ Brown and Antonio Brown would be in pretty incredible. The Brown boys, yeah. I don't. I, I'm out on
1: I Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah, you said no. Yeah. So so that's the top ten, right? So no Stefan Gilmore on that list. That's somebody I would be interested in. Is Stefan Gilmore a free agent? I think so. Yeah. I think remember the 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 Patriots were talking about trading him because he had an expiring contract, and then he ended up not getting traded.
1: Did I thought that he had one more year on his deal? Let's this is see this is actually where Spotrack is good.
0: Yeah, because, they're, they're a solid resource for several things. You well, know? but not all
1: things. Um
0: uh, yeah, so. No, that. yeah, 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 yeah. He's still under
1: contract. That's what I thought. So they were trying to trade him with one year year. One okay. year left on his deal. He, ha- he is still under contract for the Patriots in 2021. He becomes a free agent in 2022.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that then you'd have to trade for that. And I don't think the Titans are trading anything because they need all their draft picks.
1: All right. So to close this conversation up before we move on to replacing John, Woo, one thing that John Robinson does have to be mindful of the Titans expect to be in the playoff hunt right around week eight, nine, and 10. Right. Yeah. Yeah you got to have money to possibly, speaking of trades, to trade in the middle of the season to get maybe your team over the hump.
0: That's true. uh, John Robinson likes to keep a, you know, is it break glass in case of emergency, some of money, uh, just in case Jonathan Ciprian tears his ACL in training camp and you have to go pay Kenny Vaccaro, right? So I I think whoever commented this, Manuel, early on in the show about – what's going to happen after the draft. I think free agency, once we get to next week and we're two weeks into free agency and it's April, I think that's going to calm down and focus will go on the NFL draft. And then once everybody has their draft class, they're going to look at what they weren't able to address in the draft and then go back to the veteran market and fill in those holes and I think that's what John Robinson's going to do because you have to look at all the different guys that John Robinson has signed from free agency late in the summer. Even going back to Eric Decker was a June something signing uh, in, at wide receiver in the summer of 2017. Then you've got what Clowney was last year, Kenny Vaccaro, I've mentioned. So he does that often. So I, I do think, I do think the Titans will be players in, in free agency in the summer more than they will in April.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. Let's move to this conversation. We talked about Johnu Smith, them not franchise tagging him and letting him walk. You got a massive contract for uh, the Patriots, from the Patriots. How should the Titans approach replacing Johnu Smith? That's the question we're going to put in the comment section. You guys, you know, flood the comments. How... How should this approach be? Janu, a big asset and we know how his year went. 5 games to start, 5 touchdowns caught. Then Taylor Lewan tears his ACL. He's asked to do other things. His productivity as far as the uh, you know the stat line goes down, but still a quality tight end saw value in $12.5 million annually from the Patriots. How should the Titans approach replacing Johnu Smith?
0: Yep. First, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. I'm going to Mandu Green Hills this afternoon for my midweek workout. It only takes 15 minutes. It's a full body workout of uh, electronic muscle stimulation. So I literally don't skip leg day. I don't skip a single muscle group. I'm getting uh, all of my muscle fibers activated and also trying to target that hard to burn body fat. Mandu has helped me out a ton, Transform my body and my health. I've dropped 10% body fat or more. Depending on the time, mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, You can help uh, achieve your fitness goals with the help of Mandu. It's for everybody, literally everybody and anybody, regardless of your physical uh, fitness right now, in shape, out of shape, got an injury, don't have an injury. If you're young, if you're old, mandu.com works from all. Mandu.com, your first workout's free.
1: A to Z Sports, don't forget, download the Bet MGM app. They are the title sponsor of this show. Support our sponsors. It's really quick and easy, and it's fun. Austin and I have had a blast betting on BetMGM, especially through March Madness. Austin yep. also told you about a promotion. Seriously, this is free money because a three-pointer is going to get hit. If you sign up, use the promo code ATOZ Sports. You bet the money line on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, and if one three-pointer is made, you win $100. $1 equals $100. It's $99 right there in your pocket. We don't do math on air. That's easy math on air. <laughs> Download the app today. That's BetMGM. All
0: right, Zach. So how should the Titans approach replacing Jonu Smith? What are you seeing from the comment section? So uh, a a lot, and we've
1: had some good comments come in because I think Jonu was well-liked by Titans fans, right? I mean, he was. Uh, Tevin says Zach Ertz. Jeremy says trade for a tight end. Donald says via the draft. Uh, David says Swain... Uh, can be very good in the right uh, right offense. I don't know his ceiling on that. Give well, first a chance.
0: Jeff Swaim caught more passes down the stretch than earlier, but the guy's a end-line blocking tight end. Can he become more involved in the passing game? Yeah, <laughs> but that's more of like, oh, crap, the defense forgot Jeff Swaim existed, and they left him uncovered. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah, Brad, I'm sorry to dash your dreams, but Delaney ain't walking through that door. Uh Miami's tight end second or third round from Matthew. Aaron Brevin says, Jordan
0: is that. That's Brevin Jordan.
1: Oh, the tight end?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um Furk steps up, no replacement from AA run. Can't do that. I know you can't do that, but I would not be surprised if that did happen.
0: No, no, no they're gonna they're going to acquire another tight end that's a better blocker than Anthony Ferkser. So like that's not how that's going to work. they, they will acquire a tight end. whether it's will a they agent. acquire
1: a tight end that's a better pass catcher than Anthony? Ferkser. No,
0: and that's not and that's not I maybe not, because Anthony Ferkser, think of this. Think of Anthony Ferkser replacing Adam Humphreys more than he's replacing Johnny Smith. Like Anthony Ferkser, when you look at his snaps and his targets and catches, the majority of these are coming from the slot as a big slot receiver. That is what Anthony Ferkser does best. Can he improve on his blocking to do more of that? Sure he can, but that's just not the style of player that he is. But uh, but Anthony Ferkser for fantasy football will be more attractive this year than he was last year because John who's not there. But when you're talking about actual football being played for the Titans, Anthony Ferkser alone is not replacing Jonu Smith. That's what made Jonu Smith, I think, so valuable is because him on the field did not tip off anything you were going to do schematically or running or passing to the defense. Anthony Ferkser being on the field is more likely a throw. Jeff Swain being on the field and are off, you're more likely to run or at least play action pass. Ferkser is a better replacement for Humphreys than he is Jonu.
1: It's been a bizarro 24 hours for me and what we've talked about and what uh, I saw, and I tweeted this out yesterday. I turned it on NFL Network. It's Texans at Titans, October 18th, early on in the season, week five, I believe. And first play, I see you know Westbrook Ikea catch a, a pass. And then I also watched overtime. I knew how the game was going to end because I watched it in real time, right? <laughs> but yeah, first <laughs> Talk about Ferk Dog jumping up in the big prime time down the stretch. Yeah, On that drive to get to overtime, Ferkser was massive. And in yeah. that game, he had eight catches for 113 yards, led the team in yards, had 14 yards per catch, and a touchdown off of nine targets. He was targeted the most out of any Titans offensive player all game. That was his best game by far. Uh, on his career the course of last season. Yeah. And now we're sitting here talking about what he can do to step up. He, and I don't want to address this. I've heard OJ Howard, OJ Howard trade for OJ Howard. OJ Howard is coming off of an Achilles tear. You have to remember that. So are you going to give up capital to trade for a guy with a massive question mark? I don't think so.
0: No, the Titans are going. the Titans will not trade for a player.
1: No. Well, they what about Zach
0: Ertz? Their... I don't think so, because Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is dealing with aging. He's, he was less productive because Carson Wentz was awful. Well, and they drafted over him. And Dallas Goddard. But he's, he's too expensive for what that trade would be. So you're taking on the Zach Ertz contract, and you're going to have to give up a decent draft pick for that mean, that's not worth it. Like, the Titans have to get cheaper and younger in general. And so you have to do that through the draft, which means you can't keep trading away draft picks unless you're trying to dump Isaiah Wilson. So in 20,
1: oh, yeah. You're not going to trade for Zach Ertz. He's going to have to restructure. <laughs> Good God. What? His, his base salary is $8.2 million. No
0: way in hell. No way in hell. And the <laughs> Eagles would pay some of that with a trade. But again, you're still having to allocate too much money and give up a draft pick for that.
1: Wow. I didn't realize he signed a five-year, $38 million contract. Yeah, like four years ago? Um, Yeah. So I I don't think they're going to do anything until the draft, and they're going to use a later round pick. They're going to try to, I think, replace Janu with how they got Janu.
0: Well, yeah, but they had Delaney Walker, who was still really good and was a pro bowler in Johnny's rookie year. Right. They had but, the overlap. They well, don't have
1: but but what I think they're gonna do this year is they're gonna spend a higher draft pick on an on wide receiver. So they're gonna value the pass catching wide receiver. That's why they re-signed Swame to be that blocking tight end. And they are going to use a first or second round pick on a wide out to replace the productivity that Jonu – gave you in the passing game and not value the tight end position this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the available free agents right now. You've got guys like Jesse James, uh, not the train robber, but the former Lions tight end and Steelers tight end Tyler Eifert. No, thank you. Darren Fells. No, thank you. Darren Fells did have some badass performances against the Titans the last couple of years for the Texans. Virgil Green, old Nick Varnett, no. Michael Pruitt, honestly, like if you're looking at trying to fill the hole that Johnny Smith left, why not go draft a guy like we're talking about? I think Brevin Jordan is very attractive in the third round for the Tennessee Titans with either the 85th or or 100th pick, or if you have to move around to go get him. I, I think that makes a lot of sense and is attractive. But why not bring back the trio of Furkser, Pruitt, and Swain and let them put it all together and then see what the rookie can do, whether it's Brevin Jordan or somebody else? For one year, right? Jeff Swain's back in a one-year deal. Furkser's back in a one-year deal. Bring Michael Pruitt back for a one-year cheap deal. Let those three guys do the heavy lifting as the rookie comes along.
1: When can you get Brevin Jordan?
0: Again, I look, I mean, I, I can pull it up. I did a mock draft. Um, Can you
1: get him at a hundred?
0: I doubt it. I did. I did this mock draft on the draft network a couple weeks ago. I I traded around in a few spots. I traded back from 22 and picked up some other extra picks. And so I got Brevin Jordan at the Titans, original third round pick at 85 overall. Now I've done several of these mock drafts on the draft network. Sometimes he's available at 85. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's available at a hundred. Sometimes he's not. I mean, it's just, I would say I doubt he would be available at 100.
1: Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, that would be interesting to to see. Defensive end, wide receiver, and then tight end. And then you got another third-round pick. So Corner. 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 Yeah, yeah I mean, de-
0: that's my whole thing is you've got four picks in the top 100.
1: Those in- should be your four p- positions you draft. <sighs> Defensive end. Wide receiver, corner, tight end.
0: Now, how you can prioritize those four positions, uh, we can do
1: later on. Well, that depends on how the draft falls.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. A to Z Sports here live on the show. Zach, there's been an update in the ref gate for the Preds game last night.
1: Before you give me the update, I want to see the video.
0: Oh, well, we're going to play the video. Like We're going to play it. Don't get me wrong. We'll play it because Zach has still not heard it or seen it yet. It's more about listening than seeing. But we will play the video coming up here in a second. But first, Zach, tell everybody uh, about Calvin and Subtle.
1: Yeah, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to get your new hardwood floors. We feature these things right here in studio. Look how sleek that is. This will make you watch. You can kind of hear that slide. That's what can be installed into your house very, very cost-effective and cost-efficient and upgrade your home, renovate your home, rip up that old carpet, all that old hardwood. 615-448-6414 or online at CalvinAndSubtle.com. They are trusted by A to Z Sports. They are trusted by Austin I. They can be trusted by you, Calvin and Subtle. They've got hardwood floors and finishings, 615 448 6414 tell them hey i heard about you on az sports zach's been featuring these unbelievable hardwood floors in the show all the time i would like to see more of those and i would like those to be in my house and they will tell you i would like to give you a good deal on those that's how simple it is 615-448-6414
0: its is e-sports don't forget one more time bet mgm download the cap uh download the app excuse me today for the no all right let me just restart betmgm download the app today use our code atoz sports the grizz play tonight they're favorites over the thunder but you don't have to worry about that because new users when you download the app and use our code atoz sports all you gotta do is a one dollar money line bet on the money line and if any three pointers made the entire game you win a hundred dollars and maybe if you win the money line, you win some money off of that too. But all you got to do is $1 money line bet, and you win $100 if any three-pointer is made. Tonight, Grizz, OKC, check that out uh, there at BetMGM. ATOZ Sports is the code.
1: All right, before we move on to this video, I do want to address something because people have been talking about it in the comments throughout the course of the show. And DJ Bacon Bits with a Z he does go all caps, which I don't like. But he says, "Did you guys see the Isaiah Wilson story that Glennon uh, broke on Pro Sports?" We did see that, and actually, it look and and props to Glennon because he he, he did, found it. He, he found it. He broke his. I was informed by a source of when this happened. I did know, and we did research to try to find what county in georgia this occurred when it happened because it was like a month or two ago
0: it was january 7th it was it was the thursday morning before the titans playoff game right and so i did we and props to buck buck went and searched for this in
1: multiple counties we couldn't find the right county we couldn't find the right Ah, county like we we did our our due diligence research we had the tip I knew that he was in a high speed chase that that was over 100 miles per hour, but we could not find which damn county (laughs) it was in that damn state. Well, we should have done props to my props to John Glennon. I was about to say Mike Glennon, (laughs) a quarterback out of NC State, but John Glennon for, for breaking that story this morning, but yeah, yeah, we just couldn't, we couldn't wrangle that.
0: Damn Barrow County. What we should have done is throw up the map on the wall and start putting red pins in all the like American gangster. Yeah. Just, yeah. Red pins in all the County jails that we had called. And apparently we skipped Barrow County because that's where uh, Isaiah Wilson was caught driving uh, over 120 miles an hour uh on a high speed chase, evaded police, and then he got up to around 140 in a black Dodge Charger. Then he crashed about a hundred yards or hundred feet off the road uh in a briar patch. And then he was arrested at gunpoint uh by another officer and had uh he had marijuana, the girl with him had acid in the car, just stupid stuff.
1: I will say this uh two things. I mean
0: yeah, Buck, yeah, caught I, by ice, I, which is strange. But anyway.
1: Uh, Buck and I were ha- have had multiple conversations throughout the course of that. And I mean, he talked to multiple uh, police departments to try to find this. We were unable to find this. I believe, this is my personal opinion, if we would have broken the story way back when, the Titans would not have gotten a seventh rounder for him. Miami would have not attained him. And Miami wouldn't have cut him because he would have been cut right then and there. And maybe they could have, and I don't know how much the Titans knew about this. And maybe they were trying to keep this hush hush to get something from him or for him. I think there's strategy there, but very interesting. Uh, again, I'm done talking about Isaiah Wilson, but he just keep popping I doubt back it. up. In I my doubt it.
0: Isaiah Wilson will find his way back into our show. So uh, that's very interesting. But, again, great job by John Glennon to be able to find that. Buck sent that to us this morning, and I just said, damn it. Like, like we, we were on it. But with stupid Barrow County, we couldn't find it. Okay, Zach, here we go. Last night in the Preds game. The Preds won 2-0, beating a really bad Red Wings team. UC Soros with a shutout. Nice job, 2-0 victory there. But this was caught on a hot mic by a referee right before they go to commercial break. Listen up. So I'll play it one more time. I'll play it one more time. Hot mic. I did bleep it out. Here you go. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a bleeping penalty by Nashville. And you can hear the other referee saying, I know, I know. And then it goes to commercial break.
1: All right. So I have an opinion on this. I do have an opinion on this. That's good. It's unfortunate that it's a hot mic, but we also know in the game of refereeing, now he's going to get reprimanded for this in some way, whether well, he's fired, there is, there is an update. So whether he's fired or whatever, but as fans, like sports is regulated by human referees, human, right? They're not robots. There is a ebb and flow to a game. There is a thing called makeup calls. We see that all the time. Okay, that was a foul. That wasn't called. We're going to go get a makeup call in the midst of a game. And you hope that it works itself out Towards the end of the game, when it was in, when it's refereed correctly. Now you get in situations like the NFC Championship game from a couple of years ago, Rams and Saints. It's not refereed correctly at the end of the game, and it and it costs teams Super Bowl opportunities. In this game, you got two dead ass teams that are bad, <laughs> like the worst.
0: Yeah, and hey, the pressure have been stringing some nice things together, by the way. He got.
1: Yeah, they ain't going to, that string is not going to go anywhere. So uh, I understand what he's saying. And the ref, even if he, the other ref confirming, yeah, hey, I know. There's, there's just a human element to it. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I do understand him being caught on, on, on a hot mic, how it should be uh, viewed as that.
0: Rob says they should make him ref the next game in bare feet. While that might be funny, it would also he would lose every toe and possibly his entire foot from other skate blades. But Zach, or here's the <laughs> yeah, or that here's the uh, <laughs> the old Mr. Deed situation over here. Uh, here is the update from the NHL Public Relations: Referee Tim Peel no longer working NHL games. Quote, nothing is more important than ensuing the integrity of our game from Operations Colin Campbell, manager. Uh, Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence to that cornerstone principle that we demand of our officials, our fans, and players, and coaches. So he is out as a referee for NHL games. Very quick move by the NHL.
1: Yeah, you have to.
0: Got fired. What was his name? Tim Peel.
1: Yeah, hey, hey, you know, hey, Tim. Well, we're gonna have to let you go. You 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 can't say things like that. We get it, but uh unfortunately you'll no longer be refereeing our games. Uh best of luck to you and your future endeavors. That's about how the conversation went. And and Tim, Tim knew about it. Like he just you can't say things like that. You just got caught on a hot mic. It's been done before, it will be it will happen again.
0: Yeah, they had no choice, as Baking Bit says. Um, they,
1: they had no choice. You're absolutely correct. So, but do you agree with me, Austin? Like it is about the ebbs and flow of the game of, you know, you have makeup calls, you know, if if Nashville, and this happens because it's a relationship. You got a guy that's mouthy, like, and I don't want to compare, you know, professional sports to things, but like, you know, you talk jive to the ref, you talk trash, he's gonna take that out on you. Like right, you keep giving him crap. He's but going I, to call a foul to kind of to get you in check. He may tee your ass up. You know all these things.
0: Yeah, but it's. I think the tone and the language that he used went against him too. I'll, I'll play it one more time. There wasn't much, but I wanted to get a f- that. There wasn't much, but I wanted to give not just the penalty. But a bleeping penalty and an emphatic f bomb penalty to Nashville. That's that's where I think yeah, that that's fine. what gave the NHL no choice is because of how he said it, not of what we what he was doing. If he would have said, "Yeah, I you know I needed a make up call there because I made a mistake earlier," then okay, now now we can have more conversation about this guy trying to fix his own wrong. Maybe is it the right or wrong way that opens things up for a more discussion balanced. But by saying it wasn't much, but I needed to call something on the Preds and dropping F-bombs, that kills it.
1: And G-Man on base is correct. It was premeditated, and yeah. you can't do that. Nope. That goes against everything a referee should be about. It's premeditated, which usually goes
0: hand-in-hand with murder. But oh. in this time, in this I mean, instance, how, how many times have we seen on college basketball games over the last week of, you know, and you know this, the referee was going to blow the whistle on that play, regardless if there was contact or not. And a lot of times there are premeditation calls like that. Uh, But anyway, that kind of leads me into my shade too, by the way. Uh, So we can go ahead and do that. Throw in shade here on a Wednesday. I've got shade. Zach, you say you're throwing out a a, a big, a a big, uh, big name that you're just, blasting their credibility is that fair yes i think i know what it is
1: and that's completely okay i have not uploaded it uh to our our software that we use to broadcast so you you don't You're have trying to any hide tips things
0: from me again okay i see what you know but you are i i do think i have an inkling of what this is so. you probably do all right so let's get the throwing shade here on a wednesday every wednesday here on the show but real quick let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination of comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life to either you or someone you love, which is probably going to happen, that's how life works. We get hurts. Make sure you know where to go to get the best care possible, get back on the track of being healthy, and the Bone and Joint Institute does all of that for you. Next, uh, Tuesday. next Tuesday, we will discuss uh, knee injuries uh, with uh, Dr. Dave, the lead physical therapist over there at – the Bone & Joint Institute, who played in the NFL as an offensive lineman. We'll talk about Bud Dupree's ACL rehab. We'll ask him a question about Dory Jackson's patella tendon injury as well and kind of get the lowdown on those. BoneAndJointTN.org is where to go. Yeah, don't
1: forget, as we've talked about, download the BetMGM app, promo code A T O Z Sports.
0: Yep, all right, throwing shade here on a Wednesday. Uh, let's get some shade out here. Um, I, I see. Let's see. G-Man says shade on the Grammy for not giving Edward Van Halen more than 15 seconds of prop last week at the award show. I, I don't watch award shows. Um, Eddie Van Halen probably deserved more than 15 seconds, but it's also a balance of like T live TV. I guess it's not live TV, but it is a balance of trying to make sure things flow the right way. And 15 seconds can be appropriate in situations, but for for what for Eddie Van Halen
1: when at the Grammys. Oh, well, uh, we, we can't get into the Grammys. I watched that thing from start to finish. There's too much that needs that can be discussed about the damn Grammys and it's not, it's not going to go well. So I think we need to move on.
0: Uh, Jeff says shade on Austin and Zach for not reading my great comment today and not reading my great news on Monday but shade on me for mixing up Josh Reynolds and former <laughs> Navy quarterback Keenan Reynolds. Oh, well. <laughs> Jeff, uh, I promise, like sometimes we do ignore your comments as they clearly show bias. We
1: have a thousand
0: comments. Yes. <laughs> I mean, or, or more. Or more. Like, and so they're all scrolling very quickly uh on our computer. So we are not purposely ignoring comments for the most part and we also do not control anybody's top fan badge on facebook no that's zuckerberg (laughs) that the top fan badge is on you that is on your tendencies and interacting with us like
1: more of our stuff yes
0: like our stuff share our stuff comment on our stuff and you will get badges on facebook that's how they do it honestly
1: the easiest way and this is this is actually true is because it is the sharing badge to get a badge. The easiest thing that you do is you share our stuff. And if you continuously share our, one are their posts or live videos? That's why we ask because you do get a badge. You're rewarded for it, for your time. Thank you for your service.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. We appreciate your interest in the show. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so real quick, Kenson asked what's the surprise salary cap update. You'll have to go back and watch the show, but the Titans have a lot more money. Uh, than most people um uh really expected um uh, yeah, Brent says, quit taking my top fan badge away when it's not Titan season. yeah, see that that's exactly what it is. Christopher says he lost his badge like the, the amount of comments that we get for people uh losing their top fan badge cracks me up but that's, that's yeah, for sure. um Buka says shade on NBC's peacock for being too cheap to have an app on fire stick. <laughs> I've been forced to be a big Peacock person over the last. Well, several you're your
1: network guy. I mean, yes, yes. No, you just—it's okay. It's okay. You're network guy. Yeah, so but again, you, of like course, net, you're on Peacock.
0: We used to be Netflix, and now we're more uh, Peacock as of late for what we've been into. But again, <laughs> that's that's nothing else. All right, so I've kind of got two shades here. One shade has to do with sports, and the other shade has to do with just uh, email etiquette. So I'll start with my sports shade because it has something to do with our uh, Tim Peel refereeing experience the Preds had yesterday. So my first shade is on the culture of college basketball, of everybody trying to take a GD charge at all times. Not every moment where somebody is backing another player down in the post should be an opportunity for a, a, a slight contact charge flop. And the problem is referees are enabling this culture by calling emphatically their charge calls. I cannot stand the amount of attempted charges taken by college basketball players. It drives me insane. Like, take a charge when it makes sense. When you're on help defense, you slide over appropriately, get your feet set, take a charge, that's perfect. But when you're being backed down the post and a guy gives like a power move and you just flail, no, stop enabling that. I cannot stand the charge culture in college basketball.
1: Yeah, well, it's basically offers, right? Play
0: defense. Just play defense, I swear.
1: They're just trying to get the call.
0: I know. Oh, okay, fact, so
1: so that that's your 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 sports shade. I, I mean, I understand it.
0: I, I, I it just it ruins things for me. It's like stop. Just play defense. Be uh, just be like a regular hard nosed defender. But you're stop taking it's the it's easy playing way the game,
1: out. Though. It's I, a strategy,
0: and that's why I know that. That's why I said the referees are enabling this because they are calling it. Like they're playing soft defense and using the refs to their advantage instead of playing normal tough defense again. Taking charges is a part of basketball. I love taking charges when I played high school basketball, but I wouldn't do it the cheap way. You would do it by what I was talking about is coming over on help defense and being in the right position and being smart, not just doing it cheap because the guy's backing you down.
1: Okay, what's your other
0: shade? Email etiquette. So Zach and I, because we own this business together, we are on email chains with each other all the time. And I don't know when this started, but whenever. I send an email to another person and Zach is CC'd on that email or Zach sends an email to another person and I am CC'd on Zach's email. Why can people not reply all? Like when you're having a discussion on an email thread and you're talking to the both of us, like that is a perfect opportunity to reply all. I get it. If it's a company-wide email and it's not appropriate to reply all, don't reply all. But when you're talking to like, to other people reply all please so zach and i don't have to keep forwarding each other the email updates and then the email thread goes all bonkers just reply uh, all to I, us please
1: i, I absolutely I, endorse that message
0: and have to and one says then don't cc how time i don't cc to try to avoid this i send it to both people non-cc'd so it just just reply all please reply all
1: i agree with that uh, i i and it's just especially communicating between two people.
0: Yes, so, it's not like you're communicating between a, a, a team in your office that has like 15 emails on it.
1: And what will happen is they'll reply one, and then I'll reply back with you on it, and yeah. they'll get a second opportunity, like and they won't do it to,
0: again. trying to say, hey, we all want to be on this.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> Please We, we all don't. need to know. Yes. All right. That Those are my two shades today. I feel like pretty strong shade.
1: Very Yeah, very strong shades. And I think I'm going to bring a strong shade to the, the docket right now. Uh, this is the most ridiculous thing that I read on Twitter over the last 365 days. For the full year, and we went through dumb Corona bros, and we'll talk about that, saying all sorts of stupid stuff whether they were for or against the COVID outbreak, whatever. This is the dumbest thing that I've heard. Pat 40, yep. who has over 330,000 Twitter followers comes with this noise. Now let's take a look. Pat 40 says, not saying this is a casual relationship, but the three coaches who seem the least interested in wearing their mask this season were Brad Underwood, Bob Huggins and Chris Beard, gone, 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 insinuating from the NCAA tournament. We all know Bob Huggins from West Virginia, what he looks like. If you don't know, Brad Edward is the head coach of the Fighting Illini who got bumped by Chicago uh, uh, Loyola. And then Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago. And then Chris Beard, Texas Tech head coach. This is my response, Pat, to what you just said. And may God have mercy on your soul, Pat, because that's ridiculous. Now, I'm going to dive a little bit further because I did, once I saw this dumbass tweet by Pat Forty, I was like, okay, let's see what other dumbasses responded to it. Uh, (laughs) The first one, the first one, I about threw my phone across the room. And it states by one Hank Mardukas, thank you for your courage to say what every basketball fan watching these games was thinking but was afraid to say.
0: Oh, my God.
1: My point exactly. I was like, Frank, go jump in a lake. The next one, literally below that, was a guy comparing maybe the worst comparison in the history of Twitter, and I say that, And it comes from Carl Grunewald. I'm a teacher, a high school woodshop teacher. I keep my mask on correctly at all times and still effectively communicate with my students. In a loud, all caps, WOODSHOP. If I can do that, they can do that in a near-empty basketball (laughs) arena. We just have a woodshop teacher compare what he does to the head coach of a college basketball team okay now i i want to i literally want to get off this website i do so with two bad things i do want to bring something to the table and this is this is my sentiment so i will golf clap one my name is chet and (laughs) and he says I really hope a professional sports journalist did not just try to legitimately suggest coaches wearing or not wearing masks impacted the outcome of a game. No wonder nobody has any respect for the media anymore. <laughs> My name chat exclamation point is absolutely correct. Nobody respects the media because you have stupid guys like Pat Forty saying this nonsense, and people are supposed to respect them. My Uh, shade is on Pat 40. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul.
0: I also, I have follow-up shade and I I feel like this is a, this is a milestone in our lives, Zach, because we've got Andre bunting. What is this clip from Tyree saying? I forgot what movie that was from several people not knowing that that video clip was from Billy Madison. And so the milestone in our lives, Zach, is that now we are at the point in our lives where we are old enough where something so iconic and hilarious from our childhood is now no longer known by people younger than us.
1: (laughs) You know, as Tracy Lawrence said, time marches on, and here we are. And I'm keeping that in the ringer, so we can use that clip for whatever dumb stuff comes up. Uh, obviously, uh, in uh, in jest, but yeah. It look uh, more more kids don't know about you know common things that we know. Time marches, and, and on.
0: that's and that's like it's just how it works. Y'all getting old? That's exciting. <laughs> Thanks, G right. man. <laughs> and, and and andre kind of come back and says yes i know i know i forgot like you're just pleading i know i know <laughs> aaron says shout out to uh, us 30 plus year olds and step Dodd look look like and andre says easy little man i'm 40 next month hey andre <laughs> happy 40th to you next month next month i will be 31 uh and still very strong in my uh in my adam sandler 90s movie references
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yes. All right, guys. Look, this is a great show today. We've had great shows for a long time. Uh, So, uh, on ever since Titans free agency started. So, who knows what will be in store for tomorrow? But, Zach, you are headed to your weekend, aren't you?
1: I am. Uh, Good news uh, for Friday because I will not be here. I got snowed out of my Key Largo trip. So, I'm heading to the beach. Uh, The off-season is here, even though money never sleeps and we don't really have an off-season. But uh, I'm getting back with the snow took from me. Rented a convertible, going to drive down, going to have a a great time in Key Largo over the next four days.
0: Sponsored by BetMGM Sportsbook.
1: (laughs) Right? That's exactly (laughs) right.
0: I, uh, I won about two grand off of overall... All my winnings. You're welcome for a significant uh, chunk of that winnings for your first bet on the Super Bowl. Yes. And what did I do? You gave me you gave me ninety percent credit, but zero percent of the dollars.
1: Exactly. Right. (laughs) That's how life works. Uh, BetMGM. Shout out to them. They're paying for my Key Largo trip indirectly. Uh, off of the money that I won from just, them,
0: here's what I say because G-Man is right. Like Austin wants a tea, just get me something from your trip, like a little souvenir, something like that. I think I, I think I deserve that at the very least. Okay, I, the, I, I, now I, I, of your choosing, so you you can present it to me on the show on lost Monday, but not forgotten. I will. <laughs> I will I am actually find very intrigued. Or yes. whatever. I don't want to give anything just, just bring you can present it to me on Monday morning show when you're back says, Austin, thank you for thank you for helping me win two thousand dollars on the game, uh, for your amazing research on the right bet to make with my risk-free bet that won me two thousand dollars. Here is your little your little key largo souvenir. Yeah. And I, look, I want a little bit more money last night. I may just keep – I may pull some more money
1: out. Buy, I'll buy your gift with, with some more BetMGM money as I sip my pina colada uh, on the beach.
0: There you go. All right, guys. Uh, have a great rest of your Wednesday. There's a ton of content out right now at our website, a to z sports, Uh Buck Rising will be live here on The Zone coming up in a little bit. Tighten up podcast, new episode out this morning. And if you want to talk Rick Barnes and college basketball with the Vols, and what's going on with Henry Tohoto. The Big Orange Podcast is a must-listen this week. So check that out, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning.
1: Adios.